blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds bar trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. And we are still in our 2023 tournament round of 16. But which trivia guy will be flying high and which one will be saying bye-bye in one corner? This man will block you at every turn. No matter how you come at him, he'll always be safe because he's the master of defense, Justin Wentz. Hey, Justin. <laughs> welcome What's back up, to the everybody? show. <laughs> Thank you. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, Justin Wentz. I'm from Fernandina Beach, Florida, and uh, we just own a small uh, trivia company here, and um, I spend I, trivia is life. So. <laughs> trivia is life. <laughs> As with a lot of us here. Yep. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And your opponent for today is chugging along his patented train to success. Toot toot, everybody. It's Josh the Wonder Kid, Wenrick. Hey, Josh, welcome back to the show. Hey, Adam, who wants to come do the locomotion with me? Hey! <laughs> Woo! Good call. Good call. Uh, remind everybody about yourself, if you don't mind, Mr. Wenrick. Hey, I live in Williamsburg, Virginia. I am retired from the military, but now I work for a small online retailer. Won't bother to mention their name. Uh, but anyway, yeah, <laughs> live to play trivia, play to live trivia. There you go. Well, I live to know the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head -head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, so uh, now that everybody knows the rules to our little show, I want to get to know Josh and Justin just a little bit better. And, you know... If they uh, are smart guys, which I think they like to think they are, they would also listen to our other podcast, the Blast From Our Past podcast, because we had a recent episode about our sa our favorite 70s one-hit wonders. So I want to know what is your favorite 70s one-hit wonder. <laughs> Do I just pander? Because I, I just finished the episode. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, well, yes. your call. <laughs> It's, I guess it depends on if you want to be uh, first or second. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what all songs made the list. Uh, um, shoot. I guess, and if, unless you got something, Josh, go for it, man. Uh, I, I don't, unfortunately. I will say something apropos, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I like that. This this tells you what I, I must have been doing something where I wasn't paying enough attention during the podcast. So um, I will say uh, I'm trying to remember what's. Um, oh, dang it. 70s what it wonders. Um, I feel like such a sorry. I can't say that because this is a clean version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a clean one. The other show, um, not so clean. Uh, I will go with uh, with. Um, dang it. I literally just listened to this and I cannot remember the names of any song that was on it. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Let's go with, um, let's see. I think, I think one of the honorable mentions was uh, the faces song. I uh, wish I knew now when I was younger, that song, we'll go with that one, but we didn't include it because Rod Stewart was technically not a one hit wonder. <laughs> that, I am the one that said, said that. And the song that I had mentioned, yeah, was stay with me, stay with me. So that was an honorable mention. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, I don't think I would have fully considered a uh, one-hit wonder. She didn't have another top ten hit really? earlier before uh, I Will Survive. So I don't know. I think technically, on technicalities, uh, I have to go with Justin Wentz uh, as the winner on this one. <laughs> We're both terrible. I'm just less <laughs> terrible than Josh. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So, all right, Justin, that means you get to pick first. What category do you want to take off the board? All right. Um, let's see here. I guess uh, let's put it out of its misery. Literature. Oh, it's coming at you early. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start off in the 70s. Hey, okay. How apropos. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a question from Ian Schultz. Thank you, Ian. Whether you like it or not, what comic strip, written by Lynn Johnston, debuted on September 9th, 1979, and ended its run in 2008? The family-oriented strip had the unusual quality of the characters aging in real time, which included them moving out and starting families of their own. Even the family pets would age and eventually die. Ah, oh, Glad I got this out of the way first. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Um, I, ah, I cannot think of anything in that time frame. For lack of a better answer, I'll go with Kathy. Kathy is incorrect. <laughs> totally, totally incorrect. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Josh, do you have a guess? Or maybe you know it. I I believe I do know it. I, I remember. Remember this comic strip very well. I'm probably dating myself, but uh, that and Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield. But this is for better or worse. For better or worse is acceptable. He has for better or for worse, but I'm I will take that as well. You were definitely right there. So um, I know that one. Dang it! I could have never never pulled its name though. Darn. Nicely done, Josh. Starting off with a steal. And uh, what category would you like? I'll go with movies, please. Okay. And your decade is the 2000s. Okay. What 2007 Disney animated movie follows Lewis, a young inventor, an orphan, who wants to make a time machine to find his mother? He then meets a boy named Wilbur, who whisks him away to the future to meet his larger-than-life family. Uh, can you repeat the question, please? I can. What 2007 Disney animated movie 
follows Lewis, a young inventor and orphan who wants to make a time machine to find his mother. He then meets a boy named Wilbur who whisks him away to the future to meet his larger-than-life family. Yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling on this. Um, I don't recall any movie like that. But I believe there was a movie, then it became a TV show. I think I'll come out with a guess. Is it Jimmy Neutron? Jimmy Neutron is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, this is like the dead zone of Disney. Um, I'm trying to think of that. Was, there was like Brother Bear and... Oh, there's just such a bunch of cruddy movies in the early to mid 2000s. Um, I feel like there's something to do with like it's like a family name. All I can think of is The Incredibles, and I know that's not right. Um, <clears throat> is it like Meet the Robinsons? Is that? Uh, I feel like that's a movie. I don't know what it's about, but I'm gonna go with that because it's got a family name in it. Meet the Robinsons is correct. Oh, good <laughs> no way. job. Oh, my God. Good oh, job. It's just... Wow. <laughs> it's wow, definitely that was... in that dead zone uh, where yeah. Disney just really wasn't putting out other than like some good Pixar stuff still, but like their own animation stuff just kind of hadn't hadn't gotten back up to par. So thumbs down. Oh, oh my uh, gosh. OK, <laughs> <laughs> good job, Justin. Uh, bringing things back up with a steal of your own. Now, what category would do you want to take? Uh, let's move to news and politics. Okay. And your decade is the 90s. River Phoenix died in 1993 from an overdose of cocaine and heroin in front of the Johnny Depp-owned club, The Viper Room. His younger brother, Joaquin, was there and made the call to 911. But at this time, he didn't go by Joaquin. What nature-based name was he using? Okay, let's see. They, they all have you. You gave me every piece of information I knew. The yeah. Viper Room. The Johnny every, that's all standard <laughs> trivia. I wanted to get you out kept, and bring it a little I bit. I know. Before. You kept leading me astray. And then um, I think he went by, if I remember right, they've all got silly names. I think he was Leaf, if I remember right. I'm going to go with Leaf. Leaf Phoenix is correct. Yes. Oh, wow. All right. All right well done. All right. Back to Mr. Wenrick. Uh, let's go with sports. Okay. And we're just crawling backwards. It's the 80s. <laughs> okay. Five weeks after coaching his last football game, what legendary Crimson Tide football coach died on January 26th, 1983? Uh, I think that would be Bear Bryant. Paul Bear Bryant is correct. Good job. Good job. All right. Back to Justin. Uh, let's see here. Let's do, let's do music. Okay. And it is the 50s. Giles P. Richardson is the name of what 50s pop star who died in a plane crash with two other artists on February 3rd, 
Thank goodness. <laughs> I was knew you were going to give me like all that information and then make me answer something different. I he was the big bopper. Giles P. Richardson was the big bopper. Yes. Good job. All right, Josh. TV. TV. It is also the 50s. Okay. What person's sketch comedy show first aired in 1952? By far the most memorable and popular of his characters was blowhard Brooklyn bus driver Ralph Cramden. So a show was developed based around that character airing in 1955. Is that Jackie Gleason? That is Jackie Gleason. All right, we are going back and forth, blow for blow. Uh, and we're going back to Justin, and we have fashion, slang, toys and games, and food left. All right, I guess I'll go with food, please. Okay. And it is the 90s. What seafood chain first opened in 1996 in Monterey, California? It was inspired by a 1994 film, and as of 2022, 34 Restaurants is as Restaurants does. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was going nowhere with the question of that point. I assume that would be, let's see, 90, uh, 96. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Bubba! It is. <laughs> the Bubba shrimp Creole, Gump. shrimp cocktail, <laughs> shrimp kebab, shrimp. <laughs> exactly. They got all of it. All right. Uh, Josh, what kind, what category would you like? Fashion, please. Ooh, okay. Ooh. And your decade is the 70s. In 1973, Bon Bell, or it might be Bonnie Bell, but it's spelled B-O-N-N-E, Bell, introduced what delicious mouth pomade aimed at preteens and teens? The first flavors launched were strawberry, green apple, and orange chocolate. You repeat the question, please. I can. In 1973, Bon Bell introduced what delicious mouth pomade aimed at preteens and teens. The first flavors launched were strawberry, green apple, and orange chocolate. Yeah, not really coming up with anything. I'll go with Lip Smackers. Lip Smackers is correct. Wow. Dang it, Josh. Oh, I've got nothing except the right answer. Uh, that was a shot in the dark. Nicely done. All right. Mr. Wentz, do you want slang or do you want toys and games? Let's see. I guess let's go toys and games, please. Okay. And it's the 50s. Well, Okay. In what 1956 alliterative, nearly redundant dice game would players roll 15 separate lettered dice from a cup and have to make words based on the upturned letters? That'd be a pain to have you read that one more time, please. Yep, not, not a pain. In what 1956 alliterative, nearly redundant dice game would players roll 15 separate lettered dice from a cup and have to make words based on the upturned letters. Oh, man. Um, words, ice, 
I had a name in my brain, what I would call it, but I don't know if it was made by the same people. Hmm. Alliterative nearly redundant. All right, I feel like I'm not going to think any further than past. I've got the word scribble scrabble in my brain, so I'm going to go scribble scrabble. Scribble scribble is incorrect. That hmm. should have been what it was named. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> Josh, can you steal? You know, you think I would. I, I do enjoy a good boggle game every now and then. This sounds almost like that. And I feel that once you say the name, I'll be like, like oh, of course. But I don't really have anything coming to mind. So just to play it out a little bit more, why don't you repeat the question, please, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. In what 1956 alliterative, nearly redundant dice game would players roll 15 separate lettered dice from a cup and have to make words based on the upturned letters. I'll throw out Topsy Turvy. Topsy Turvy is also incorrect. Uh, you guys kind of had the close, obviously, Scribble Scrabble was particularly close, uh, but this one is pretty straightforward. You would spill them out a cup and then spell them. It was called Spill and Spell. <laughs> spill and Spell. Oh, man. <laughs> So damn literal. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, and that leaves slang for Josh. And it is the 80s. If you screwed something up and had constipation, a sarcastic 80s friend might say what three-word phrase? I was completely going in a different direction. Um... Say it again one more time, please, Adam. If you screwed something up and had constipation, a sarcastic 80s friend might say what three-word phrase? Dang it. I have, ah, this, this is going to be frustrating because I feel I, I'll know this. I will know this, and I just can't think of anything coming to mind. I have all these three-word phrases that don't sound remotely right. Uh, I'll say, where's the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> that old lady, that is incorrect. Justin, can you steal? Can I have you reread it, please? You can. If you screwed something up and had a, and had constipation, a sarcastic 80s friend might say what three-word phrase? Oh, man. I'm with Josh. I feel like as soon as I hear this, I'm going to just kick myself. Um, constipation. So, okay, I think I've, I think I've figured this out. Screwed something up. Okay, I'm gonna go with smooth move, Xlax. Smooth move, Xlax is the answer I'm looking for. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was kicking yeah, everything oh. in my brain with constant <laughs> constipation. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good job. And uh, that is the end of round one. John, where do we stand? All right. Well, with his uh, vast knowledge of laxatives, (laughs) Justin pulls ahead. He's got 50 to Josh's 40. All right. It is a nice tight game we've got going into round two. And to start things off, we had uh, Justin going first in round one. That means Josh, you get a pick for Justin to go first in round two. I'll I'll give him fashion. Okay. <laughs> All right. And it will be the 80s. 
what once beloved 1980s hairstyle was described as business up front, party in the back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> An easy fashion question. That is the, the glorious mullet. It or is. Kentucky Waterfall, otherwise known as. <laughs> I had not heard the Kentucky Waterfall. But yes, this, is a, this was a gimme. It was the mullet. So. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Justin, what do you want to give to Josh? Uh, let's give him. Um, I guess let's go slang, please. Okay. And it is the 2000s. In 2002, rapper Nelly inspired everyone to use what two-word term thanks to his popular song of the same name. This expression, this expression is used for anything that helps attract the opposite sex. Dang. Uh, I, I can't think of anything. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, one more time, please. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam. In 2002, rapper Nelly inspired everyone to use what two-word term thanks to his popular song of the same name. This expression is used for ev- for anything that helps attract the opposite sex. Nope, it's not coming to me. So, bye, Felicia. <laughs> bye, bye, Felicia. We are moving on to Justin. Do you know this one? Ah, the only thing I can think of, and now we've got Han and her Air Force One. I, I, I guess I'm the only thing I can think of. It's not the full title of the song, but I know he had a song called Shake Your Tail Feather. So I'm going to say a tail feather. Is that the two words? I don't know where the break in the words is, but I'll say tail feather, I guess. Tail feather, I guess, is incorrect. Damn. I realized I probably I could have put in a, a hint. I guess you guys aren't uh, full fully aware of Nelly's catalog. But <laughs> uh, if I would have said in 2002, rapper Nelly inspired everyone to drink up what two word term would that help you? Nope, no, I don't think it does. <laughs> that's not, oh, because it was his pimp juice. His oh. pimp juice. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are back to Josh picking for Justin. I'll give him toys and games. Okay. And it is the 80s. In what rhyming 1987 Milton Bradley game would you wrap yourself in plastic piping, put your marble in the top, and then move your body all around to try and get your marble out to the end of first? Oh, man. I can picture this. Can I have you read it one more time, please? Of course. In what rhyming 1987 Milton Bradley game would you wrap yourself in plastic piping, Put your marble in the top, then move your body all around to try to get your marble to the end first. Oh, man. Rhyming, rhyming. You're making my brain hurt tonight, Adam. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's the tournament. You got to step up. I know, up. I know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm going to kick myself i can picture this but i cannot come up with a name for anything so you said there were, um 
I'm going to say boob tube. I know that's not right, but <laughs> boob tube is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? I I cannot. Uh, I don't remember this game at all, uh, which is surprising since that was like the decade I was growing up. So I'll say, uh, I don't know, Space Race. Space Race is also incorrect. Uh, Justin, you were pretty close, actually. Uh, and the game is ridiculously stupid and did not take off. Um, because, yeah, you literally are wrapping, like I said, you wrap it around, and then you got to move your body to try and get the marble down. The commercial is pretty funny. I saw it, and that's why I definitely put it on here. It's called Tuba Ruba. Oh, my God. Tuba Ruba. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Don't yeah. know how that one didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, Justin, what do you want to give to Josh? All right. I guess, let's see. I guess let's give him food. It's the 2000s. In the fall of 2001, Who debuted as the alliterative host of 30-Minute Meals on Food Network. Her empire has grown, or has since grown, to include a magazine, a nationally syndicated talk show, uh, cookware, and branded extra virgin olive oil. Is that Rachel Ray? That is Rachel Ray. Nice. 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 All right, Josh, what do you want to give to Justin? We've got literature, sports, news and politics, TV, music, and movies. I will give him, let's give him music. Okay. It's the 80s. Wow. 80s forward episode. Weird Al released his debut album in 1983. It included parody hits like Another One Rides the Bus, Ricky, My Bologna, and I love what type of ice cream. <laughs> I was like, if I get this wrong, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to have to revoke all of my Weird Al fandom. Uh, I love Rocky Road. <laughs> Rocky Road is correct. Very nice. All right. All right. Now you got to give a question back to Josh. All right. Uh, let's give Josh. You got literature coming at you. Yeah, I don't even have to say it. And <laughs> hey, we keep jumping back and forth. It's the 2000s. Okay. Thoughts on Reclaiming the American Dream is the subtitle to which 2006 book by Barack Obama? Ooh. Uh, uh, I'll... Uh, I don't know. I know. I think he's written... Three of them. I'm not sure which one there. This one fell in, but the only one I could think of is "Dreams of My Father." Dreams of My Father is incorrect. Justin, can oh, you steal? You took the only answer I knew, Josh. <laughs> can I have you read it one more time, please, just to see if anything clicks? Mm -hmm. Thoughts on reclaiming the American dream is the subtitle to which 2006 book by Barack Obama. This was written six years before he was elected. Um, oh, man. Um, I can come up with Michelle's book. That doesn't help me. Um, ah, I'm just going to have to tap out because Dreams of My Father was the only one I could think of the title of. So 
Yeah, so I'm about Barack's story. We'll go with that. Barack's story is incorrect. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Title, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the title I was looking for was The Audacity of Hope. Uh, the Audacity oh my, of Hope. Oh, I did know that. Son of a gun. It's in there somewhere. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, shucks. All right, uh, doesn't get a steal, but uh, Josh, you still got to give him a category. Do, do, do. Let's, let's give him TV. Okay. We finally have a 60s question. Oh, wow. Okay. And we've got a question from Chris Hasse. Thank you, Chris. Mike Connors played what titular character on the 1967 to 1975 detective series? The character was known for getting injured and also shot numerous times during the run of the show. Oh, gosh, Mike Connors. Trying to remember if this is that big dude. I feel like it's him. My mother-in-law watches this show all the time i think on one of those like weird networks that i don't know where it comes from it's like those weird candies that old ladies come up with they just magically appear out of the air um oh my gosh i can't get the word barrette out of my mind i know that's not it um oh this is gonna make me so mad oh okay if it's the guy i'm thinking of i think the show is Cannon. I'm going to go with Cannon. Cannon is incorrect. Dang it. So it's not the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> but it was. That was a 70s uh, detective series. <laughs> Josh, can you steal? One more time, please, Adam. Mm-hmm. Mike Connors played what titular character on the 1967 to 1975 detective series? The character was known for getting injured and also shot numerous times during the run of the show. No, I'm I'm not pulling anything. Um, you know, all I, all I have are, are known wrong answers, so I'll cop out. Cop out sounds like a good show. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> that is incorrect. John, do you know this one? I don't know if you do. I can't, you can't tell if you thought. You I, I only know this because I just looked it up. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I was I was curious about what I thought it was, which was canon, but I, it was also correct. Uh, but it was called Manix. Manix. Dang it. Is oh, what I was looking for. My dad inherited a cat one time named Manix <laughs> after the freaking character. That's funny. Oh, dang it. All right. No points awarded. Justin, what do you want to give to Josh? And we still have movies, news and politics, and sports. Yes. Let's give him... Um, which ones do I want? Um, I guess let's get sports out of the way. Okay. And it's the 50s. In 1954, Argentinian auto racer Jose Gonzalez became the first non-European-born racer to win what annual 24-hour automobile endurance race? That would be Le Mans. Le Mans is correct. Nice job. Good job. And what do you want to give to Justin, a.k.a. what do you want to leave for yourself? 
I'll give him news. Okay. It's also the 50s. Okay. Oh, boy. Serving under Eisenhower, who was the U.S. Secretary of State in 1954? An airport was named after him in 1962. Thank you for that clue. This is who I was going towards. Um, I believe I'm just going to give a last name because I'm not positive of the first name, but Dulles. John Foster Dulles is correct. Oh, thank you. All right. And that leaves movies for Josh. (laughs) It's the 50s. Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. And we've got another question from Chris Hossie. Thank you very much, Chris, for all the questions you submit. And pretty much anybody who has sent a a submission, we really do appreciate those. All right. For Josh. What 1950 film, which won a Golden Globe for Best Picture and had 11 Oscar nominations, is set in Hollywood and opens with one of the film's two main characters found dead in a swimming pool? Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. I think that's Sunset Boulevard. That is Sunset Boulevard. Nice job. Well done. All right, that is the end of round two. John, my man, where do we stand? Well, despite the fact that round two was not kind uh, to either (laughs) of our contenders, uh, they kept it close. Justin has 80 and Josh has 70. Yep. Uh, The same spread as the end of round one, so we've got us a really close one here. Very excited to see how this one goes. Uh, Justin, as you are in the lead, what category do you want to uh, first bring into the final round? Let's go with... hmm. With news and politics. Okay. It will be the 2000s. And Mr. Wenrick, what is your addition? Uh, just because I don't think I've said it yet, I'll say literature. There you go. <laughs> it's always good to make sure you say it each and every time on the show. And that one will be the 90s. All right. So we need the two of you to write down your wagers. Before we go into our 2000s news and politics question and our 90s literature question. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready as well. All right. We're going to start off in our 2000s news and politics question. Introduced in 1999, a new kind of device changed the way Americans watched television for generations. It introduced revolutionary new features like seamless recording, pausing live TV, and fast-forwarding through commercials. Name this popular early DVR brand. And our 90s literature question. Five of the ten films to win Best Picture in the 90s were adapted from books. Based on a book by author Philip Michael Ondataji... I I have spelled that because I butchered it. What was the only film of the decade in which the book it was based on was also released in the 90s? Uh, so his last name, so Philip Michael, it's O-N-D-A-A-T-J-E. On Dodge. I'm not really sure. I know I screwed it up. All right. Uh, while our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am going to let you guys all know that you should be checking out 
bfopnetwork.com. That's bfopnetwork.com for all of your wonderful, nostalgic podcast needs. You're going to have some fantastic shows, whether you're just a big old fan of Seinfeld like myself, or you like comics and movies and games, you can check out multiple different shows on the network uh, that cater to your favorite nostalgic needs. So that's bfop pfopnetwork.com alright any either of you need a question re-read re- 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 fucking hey re-read <laughs> I'm good you can you do the, the literature again please I can five of the ten films to win best picture in the 90s were adapted from books based on a book by author Philip Michael Ondaatje just, you know, I'm going to... I got you. I got you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is the only film uh, from the decade in which... Or the only film that won from the decade uh, that was based on a book that was also released in the 90s? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get... Let's see here. Uh, you all locked in, Josh. Am I just wasting time? Sorry. I mean... I'm locked in, but it's never a okay. waste of time, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay. I was just trying to go through You're my You're allowed brain. to think a bit. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I used to have all of my best pictures memorized back to like the 60s, and I just haven't done it in so long. I'm so rusty on them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, I guess I'll go. Let's see here. Ah, I don't know. Okay, I'll go with this. Okay, sorry guys. All right, I think I've I think I've come a, come to an answer. I don't know. I, probably not a good one, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with that kind of confidence, I kind of want to hear from you first. Uh, so, Justin, what were your answers to our two questions? All right for the for the ninety or the two thousands news and politics. That one, thank goodness, was was in the wheelhouse. I went with TiVo on that. It was a great. Uh, Dane Cook's get where he calls it Tito, just to disrespect it, I think. So, <laughs> and ah, uh, for that movie's one, I was trying to go through. I, I could not come up with the five that I thought were all based on books. So the one I settled on, I guess, was I don't know if it's based on a book or not, but I went with Schindler's List. All right. And Mr. Wenrick, what were your two answers? So for the news and politics, I. To answer TiVo, uh, that was, I remember buying that for my parents right when it came out. So uh, for the lit question, uh, I guess because I was such a Seinfeld fan that I remember this being a, uh, a plot point for Elaine Bennis in that she absolutely hated, hated the English patient. Just die already. <laughs> so I I went with the English patient. I'm... All right. And the correct answers. The 2000s news and politics slash kind of tech question was, of course, TiVo. And the 90s movie that uh, was written by Philip Michael, what's his face, is the most boring, long movie of all time that Elaine Bennis hates, The English Patient. Dang it. Good job, Josh. So, well, it all depends on if he wagered enough. Uh, Justin, what did you wager? Well, or that major, that might determine too. <laughs> well, I uh, I have a strong, 
I, I'm a, I'm a wimpy wager, so I wagered nine. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe he went zero. <laughs> Josh, what did you wager? I I too am somewhat of a cautious wagerer, but uh, Justin, you were a great competitor. Um, I felt that I had to go on the offense while still playing slightly defense. So I bet 50 on the premise that you would try to lock me out in case we both got it wrong. So I went with 50. Nice job. All right, John, use your math skills and let us know who won. With a final score of 120 to 71, Josh Wenrick is moving on in our 2023 patron tournament. Good battle, gentlemen. That was a really fun back and forth episode. (laughs) Great job, Justin. That was... that was fun. That was a good time. Nice, nice work. Damn. <laughs> the English patient got me. I can't believe that. I, English I, patient. And yep. I knew I didn't like my answer because I, I was like, Schindler's List 93. That means the book would have had to been in like 90 or 91. It's a terrible mm-hmm. guess, but I didn't go further. That's okay. Good job, Josh. That's okay. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, and Mr. Wenrick will be looking to take on Matt Coleman, who took down Michael Turner. Uh, earlier in the tournament. So that's going to be, I think, a particularly good episode. Very excited to see how that one turns out. Um, But we will hear from him later on in the tournament. Justin, this is the unfortunate end. But hey, you made it. You did great. (laughs) You did a fantastic job. Not everybody gets this far even. Uh, So please use this time to say anything you would like. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. This is always a fun. I love listening to it. I'm super excited to be a part of it this year. Um, So thank you guys for all that you do. Good job, Josh. Um, um, I I believe I heard, trying to remember who said it, that I'm going to be rooting for you the whole way now, because at least then I'll be, you know, I got beat by the best. So so, guys, thank you. Um, um, If you ever find yourself in the Fernandina Beach, Florida, Amelia Island area, come hang out with us, play some trivia. Trivia 30 is the name of our company, like the time. And uh, otherwise, um, um, I'm just going to go brush up for next year. I'm going to go study my weird 80s toys and uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and get get into training like Rocky for the next fight for next hey, year. I'd love to see like the <laughs> image of you just practicing tuba rupa. Like, I'm going to turn my camera right. off before I do that. So. Oh, darn. <laughs> Drink some pimp juice while you're at it. There you know. go. <laughs> Pour some out for my dead pimp homies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, for Josh, for Justin, for John, I'm the only non-Jay here today. Uh, I'm Adam, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Do you like comic books? Me too. Hi, I'm John. Join me over at the Comics Underground podcast where I invite guests to discuss their favorite comic books, graphic novels, manga, and more. Go to bfopnetwork.com for more info or find me on your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there.